So as we said, as many days of the year, it's a special day. Um, we are excited because it is First Friday, and it just seems each First Friday and Saturday becomes increasingly important. We are trying to save money to build a new monastery here at the National Shrine and then an entire new shrine. Our plans are not to eliminate this shrine or our current residence, but to make it a retreat house so that, and praise be to God, I would love to do this, but be part of offering retreats, myself and other priests here on the grounds. So in order to save this money, um, when I got my MBA, I remember learning that when inflation goes up, the only way to lower inflation is to raise interest rates. And when interest rates rise, that's a death knell many times for the economy. Why do I bring all this up? I bring this all up because we have this, you know, uh, to trust. We have to trust. You know, we trust that God will provide. And that's the story of Peter. That's the story of his life. And these first Saturdays are so important. First Friday tonight and first Saturday tomorrow because now more than ever, we need to trust. I just met a couple that out in the parking lot that flew in from California just to be here in person for the first Saturdays tomorrow. Wow, I, that's huge. We have Alec and Rosalie here, our friends from California, another group from California. There was another group from California that came in. So what's going on in California? I don't know, but praise be to God because the rewards will be great for people who make such efforts to come. And uh, we invite you tonight at eight o'clock, we will do our first Friday devotion and we will make reparation to the sacred heart of Jesus. And then tomorrow at 11, we invite you for a brand new talk I'll be doing on Marian apparitions. And then we will walk you through the devotion of first Saturdays of the hundreds, if not thousands of devotions available in the Catholic church. People get confused. They, they do everything you can imagine from the toenail of St. Padre Pio devotion. It's, there's tons and that's beautiful that's a good thing but it confuses people i believe fully in my years and years and years of following the catholic faith that there is the big four there is the sacred heart of jesus there is the immaculate heart of mary there is divine mercy and there is precious blood those are the four big devotions and you get them all right here starting tonight with the sacred heart now, basically what's going on here is Peter is turning back to the heart of Jesus and Jesus is showing him the love in his heart because Peter's quite not ready yet. What do I mean by Peter's not quite ready yet? Okay, notice that Jesus addresses him as Simon. He doesn't call him Peter. He addresses him as Simon, not as Peter, as he had done earlier when he said, you're the rock which I'll build my church. It's almost like he's reverting back a little bit. It may be a subtle reminder that Peter wasn't quite yet the rock that was going to be that faithfulness. Not just yet, it's coming. But we're a work in progress. And so he calls him Simon, meaning that you're not quite ready for this title of Peter yet. And this was a chance for Peter to show if he was ready. Jesus questioned him. What happened? He asked Peter, you know, do you love me? This is a chance for Peter to say, yes, Lord, I love you three times to undo the three denials. 
right? Because three times Peter denied Jesus. Now he's giving him a chance three times to say, I don't deny you. In fact, I love you. Now, what's interesting is the church fathers tell us that the first two times Jesus asks, Jesus asks if he loves him with a divine love. The word used in the Greek is agape, a willing love, self-giving, complete surrender. And it's interesting because Peter answers back, not with the same word, I love you, Lord, meaning agape. He answers back, yes, Lord, I am your friend, a filial love. Remember the three love levels of Greeks, the eros or romantic love, then you had filial friendship love, and then you had agape, complete surrender love. So Jesus is saying, do you love me in this highest way? And Peter's saying, yes, Lord, I love you as a good friend. So basically, the third time, Jesus meets him where he's at. And Jesus says, do you love me? But Jesus changes the word from agape down to friendly affection, filio, human love. This was the word Peter used all three times. He loved him, but not fully loved Jesus yet. But God knows us, and he met Peter where he was at. He didn't condemn him and saying come on, everything I've done for you, I've even resurrected in front of you and you can't love me greater? God meets us where we're at. Don't force our loved ones into a love for God that they're just not ready for yet. Peter's telling us the same thing. You know, Jesus was desiring, yes, a complete and heroic love from Peter, but he would settle for even a start, a friendship. So Peter is saying that his heart is open to Christ and he loves him the best he can. Just do the best you can. You know, a lot of times we feel our love for God is too weak and that we can never love him as much as he loves us. This is true. So don't get discouraged. Jesus is saying that's okay. Don't give up. He'll accept that for now. That's encouraging. You don't have to be perfect. If we ask, he will increase our love. How many of you have asked the Holy Spirit to give you the power to love God more? I think that's an incredible miss that many of us don't do. I find myself even in my prayer realizing that. We must spend more time with him in prayer to be able to do that. And Peter did. Peter went from denying God to a friendly affection for him right now. Yes, Lord, I love you as a friend. To soon dying for him. Powerful stuff. Now, Jesus said Peter would stretch out his arms, right? This is interesting. You'll stretch out your arms and the day would come where you will dress, you used to dress yourself, but now you'll need to be taken care of. You'll have to stretch out your arms. This would happen. Peter went to the cross like Jesus Christ and he asked to be nailed upside down. You know, what's interesting is last night I was at the center. It was late and Father Gabe stopped by and I happened to be watching a video that we're making for our EWTN show, which you've heard me mention is every Wednesday at 6.30 Eastern. And I was editing and doing the video for The Precious Blood one of the other four great devotions. We're doing a whole show on it. And it just so happened that the segment I was editing was Father Gabe. And here comes Father Gabe. 
He's like, oh man, I don't even want to watch this. I say, no, 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 sit down with me. I want, I want to watch this with you and, and, and see if this is how you want to say things. So Father Gabe sits down, and I never knew this about Father Gabe. He said the priesthood was the last thing on his mind, and you'll hear this, he says it in the show. So the priesthood was the last thing on his mind. Marriage was way up here. Priesthood was way down here. And then he saw a story, and it was, I think, that diocesan ad about the fishers of men, about the priesthood. Was that like at the Diocese of New York or something? I forget. But anyway, they showed Peter being crucified upside down. And that was what he was willing to do for Christ. He didn't even see himself worthy to be hung or uh, crucified the way Jesus was. So he was requested, and they did, crucify him upside down. Gabe said something happened at that moment. He said it was at that very instant that Peter spoke to him. And then he said at that moment, here was marriage and here was the priesthood, not even on his radar screen. And all of a sudden, something snapped in Father Gabe. And he said instantly, they flip-flopped. All of a sudden, all he could think of about was a desire to be a priest. And he said, you know, Father, I was concerned because I never thought about the priesthood. I never wanted the priesthood. He says, is that wrong? Does that mean I don't have a call? I said, no, that's exactly why you're called. You don't make the call. God does. I'm convinced that most of the great callings are people who come kicking and screaming. I don't want to do this. But somehow you know in your heart God's calling you to do it. Praise be to fa for Father Gabe. He answered that. What an incredible story. They'll be airing in a couple of weeks. We invite you all to watch it. And so that, to me, is a true call. So Peter had a lot to do with this. Now, Jesus said, as he said, that um, he would be arms stretched, and Peter went to the cross like Christ and was nailed upside down, as I said. And Peter denied Jesus three times to save himself from the cross, and now, basically, he's receiving that cross. Jesus said Peter would face the challenge of the cross once again, and he did, but this time he embraced it. Wow, what a transformation. So to finish, basically he asks, Jesus does, do you love me more than these? Remember, Jesus said that, Peter, do you love me more than these? What does that mean? This challenges Peter's own words. Don't you love it when people get you on your own words? This challenges Peter's own words. Peter said, Jesus, even if all the others fail you, I will not. All the others can run away, I will never run away. <laughs> no, no. He said this, this is Matthew 26. And he reminded, Jesus is reminding Peter how he once thought he alone would be the steadfast disciple. He alone would be true to his courage. Phew, heck no, that failed. So don't get discouraged if you fail, okay? Just keep going back. You're not a hypocrite. 
How many people I've met, myself included, I would not go to church for weeks on end because I'm like, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world back in my 20s. Back in my 20s, I really started to embrace my faith and try to understand it. And I would feel like a hypocrite because here I would do something sinful. And then I would say, I'm going to go to church and sit in a pew. Yes, that's exactly why you need to go to church and sit in a pew. We need God's mercy. So anyway, Jesus says, feed my lambs. This means Peter is to be the shepherd. A shepherd feeds the lambs. To feed in the scripture means to guide, rule, and govern. This is the papacy. All right. St. Ambrose said the lambs were the people <clears throat> and the shepherds were placed over them. These are our priests, bishops, and pope. You know, Vatican I, which I'm going to do a talk on this. Join us. I'm coming back for live talks on the first Saturdays, every Saturday at 11, pending any emergencies at home or, or I think there is a couple of conferences I'll be out of town. But for the most part, every Saturday I'll be back here. But we talk about the papacy and papal infallibility and what it really means. But Vatican I pointed to this verse as proof of the primacy of Peter and the papacy. Jesus is the good shepherd, but this is his delegation of that authority. Jesus had ultimate authority. He had the authority to delegate it. So Jesus did more than just forgive Peter. He gave him an important job, and he does the same with you. <clears throat> so anyway, Peter might not write and think like John. We're reading from John in the scriptures this year. You know, he doesn't, we always say voyage like St. Paul, but he had a great task of being the shepherd of the sheep. This is important. And we might too, I can't write like John or think like John, but God's given me a task. You probably can't write or think like John, but God's given you a task. Um, you might not be able to travel like Paul, but God can still use you from your own couch, offering up your prayer and sufferings. But all of us can feed the lambs of Jesus with the food and the word of God, just like Peter did. Well, how do I do this, Father? Something as simple as sharing our videos. Something as simple as praying for somebody you've never prayed for. It's beautiful. You know, love is how you will be judged. It's how we will all be judged. And the key that Jesus is trying to teach Peter here is love. Notice that Jesus didn't ask Peter, are you sorry? You really messed up. I'll forgive you, but I'm not really going to trust you from this point forward. I know somebody used to be good friends with would always say that. Well, I, I forgive you, but I no longer trust you. Hmm. Interesting. It's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say, are you sorry? He said, will you promise? He did, I'm sorry. He did not say, will you promise that you'll never do this again? No, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus challenged Peter to love. And Peter did. Eventually, much later, dying for him. So I finish with paragraph. We're not going to read it now. But... Elliot, Brother Elliot will read paragraph 1044 in the diary after Holy Communion. You know what 10 paragraph 1044 is in the diary after Holy Communion? It's all about Peter giving love. St. Faustina wrote, she saw her own canonization. 
And do you know that in 2000, when St. Faustina was canonized, it was not in the plans for John Paul to announce the Feast of Divine Mercy. John Paul went up there and through the canonization process of St. Faustina, was not going to, at least that we know of, announce the plans to announce Divine Mercy Sunday. What happened was incredible. St. Faustina wrote in her diary that she saw St. Peter. She didn't even know it was her own canonization. This is what Brother Elliot's going to read to you right after Holy Communion. In the diary, St. Faustina says, I saw a great multitude of people in Rome. She didn't even realize it was her own canonization. And she said she saw St. Peter and she saw the Holy Father, who was John Paul. And she said she saw Peter stand between the altar and the Holy Father and whisper in his ear. She saw the Holy Father acknowledge this. And at that moment, she said everything was, I mean, the way she describes it, you'll hear it. So if you go back to the film of that day, April 30th, 2000, Jean-Paul was there. And in a moment, he just stopped. And he got up and announced the Feast of Divine Mercy Sunday would be proclaimed through the whole church. I believe, many Marians believe, that Peter whispered in John Paul's ear, it is time to announce the Feast of Divine Mercy. Incredible. And that's right in the diary. And so let us take St. Peter today and also not forget St. Charles Luanga, who from Uganda died like Peter did for Jesus. He's the patron saint of African youth and died like we need prayers for Nigeria, the, the violence and the attacks of Islam on the Christian churches. You don't read about this in the media. We only know about it because the priests that, that came and stayed with us, that tell us they're burning churches, they're beheading Christians. So in places like Nigeria, pray. St. Charles Lwanga, he was in Uganda and died for the faith, just like Peter. So let us be on this day, maybe God's not calling you to be a, a blood martyr, and that's probably a good thing. Some of us might be, but we can certainly ask for their intercession because they have a special closeness to God. And on this day, they can help us. And man, does the world need help. And that starts tonight with First Fridays. We hope to see you then at 8 p.m. and tomorrow at 11 on First Saturdays. It is our only hope. Let us not miss the boat. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. 
If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.